Thanks to our sponsors, AC Infinity. Looking for an easy way to improve air circulation in your grow tent? Well, check out AC Infinity's clip-on oscillating fan. It's compact and can easily be attached to your tent poles, providing targeted airflow exactly where you need it. With 10-speed settings and automatic oscillation, you can customize the fan's airflow to suit your plant's needs at different stages of growth. And because it's IP44 rated, it's resistant to high humidity and heat, perfect for your grow environment. These oscillating clip-on fans can also be connected to your Controller 6 9 Pro to be able to have everything dialed in perfectly for your garden. If you want to upgrade your grow tent today, make sure you get that clip-on oscillating fan from AC Infinity. And don't forget to use discount code thestash 15 at checkout to save a little extra on your purchase. Yeah. Yeah, Planet <laughs> 13, somebody. Yeah, we, we did the same thing for the experience. That's and something, I, honestly, I say to a lot of people is for the experience. You'd be like, damn, that was it. cool. Yep. Oh, yeah, worth it, it is yeah. a tough one once you leave there. Well, you don't. No, no, no. You don't pay anything to go in. So it's free experience, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. worth, if you're in Vegas or if you're in, where's the other Planet 13s? There's one in Chicago. I don't know if it opened yet. There's Florida, and then there's also California. Yeah, they're out in Florida Orange too, County, yeah. I believe. So I, like, I, would, uh, I thought going there, if you're in one of those locations and you have the opportunity to go in, like you ain't buying anything. You might, well, you might, but like, You're don't, dumb. um, don't, <laughs> it's just so, it's so pricey guys. It's so pricey where it's like, you're just going there. Like I said, I was a small town Canadian guy in this massive warehouse of, of weed, you know? So it's like, wow, it was fancy. It was a, like a mall. Like it wasn't like a, there's just a bunch of stuff. Like it was a site. We sat in a That's van it. that had like fake smoke and like we had a whole experience. It's a little corny. But it was, it was it was awesome though. I, I I loved it. I really did. I loved it. I was turned. I was like it was even amazing to just take in all the herb. You know, I was walking through and I was like looking at cabinets and cases of of herb and endless. And then we didn't even. I didn't even make it to the other side. Like I was all oh, consumed. Didn't either. No, like I you didn't either. No, no, we just I I rewatched oh, the kinda, vlog. We, we kind of stuck. We kind of just did like a weird, yeah, yeah, and then we got hung up on Dylan or what is his name? And then that butt tender guy. What was his name? Dylan, um, Keith or something. Yep, Brad. So, Brad. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a single syllable white guy name. <laughs> yeah, I do know, but he was but, very helpful. One of the top three bud tenders of all he time. Was, but the smoke wasn't good, unfortunately. But he didn't know. He just said what was hot, what people were after, you know. And like at the time, I was like, oh, I'm a dank beast or booth this. But then once we got to the top of the Rio, which was booth itself, it was just so average that I, I, we decided to gift it to the homeless. We did. It was a great experience. Um, yeah. The thing is, is like that taking in the whole idea that the industry has come to a place where we are now free <clears throat> to walk into a location with what felt like a hundred other people could have been maybe more walking through, just taking in nothing, but it was, it was amazing. Like this is where, this is what we've done. We've, we've done it. We've accomplished it, you know? And, it, it it was just it was really cool. It was a Walmart of, and there was so many selections, and there was everywhere. It just it was amazing. Yeah, it was way overpriced and not that good, but it, not that great. Like it was like there was a few. I, I do remember there was something that like hit on the palate. Um, yeah, but, was... but when but when you're telling me that I have to pay eighty dollars an eighth. You can yeah. take that and you can shove it. So, I, like, I don't want to pay that for that. So, anyways, was it that was the nice stuff? 
Is that the Mike well, Tyson stuff? Did I Mike would have to Mike go Tyson back. Mike Tyson and Lil Wayne's, and they both were average as all hell. And remember we went to the cookie store? Remember that that joint on my leg? It literally turned to like a liquid into my pants. That was it, cookies. It, it was, that a, was cookies. like a $15 a... pre-roll, man, or $20 pre-roll. It was pretty, yeah, yeah. Fell right out. <laughs> but all of it was average, like no exaggeration. All of the smoke we had was way better. Yeah. And that includes the stuff that we got from our homies, like uh, Damien, uh, the stuff that uh, Winksicus brought out. Um, the Allegedly. Stuff- all, all the stuff up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Allegedly. allegedly. Oh, yeah. Chris, Chris <laughs> legit did. Uh, he walked allegedly. it over. He didn't. <laughs> well, uh, and again, Damien. Damien had some fry, too. That's and what it I'm was saying. Like, and all those, all those blunts we smoked while we were at um, the, the event. Um, Where do we go? I'm getting confused. I'm getting confused. Know, I'm mixing, years, yeah, I'm yeah, mixing yeah, them yeah, up. Confused. I'm mixing them up. No, no, no. no. I, what if I, I can do though, this every when year? I first... That was when I brought Scooby Doo and Headbanger and some Fry Down. I remember that. And I was staying at the Rio. Allegedly. That was year one. Allegedly. The Rio. Uh, yeah, I remember there was like, I was smoking a blunt. It was like one of the first times you were, I mean, you smoked blunts before, but it was one of the first consistent ones. You were like, yeah. it's not so bad. And I smoked the blunt. <laughs> I, uh, oh. ah. We just lost a man. No. There he is. What happened? What oh happened? It dropped off. What happened? He says, "It just kicked me out." Discord. I haven't you know who it was? Yeah. Russia. Russia. <laughs> Russia. Russia. Well, but good with, thing with we the... good, good thing we didn't have all the porno up there, didn't we? <laughs> oh God, didn't get busted that time, did you? Huh? <laughs> yeah. See, with with uh, you know, Vegas titty. has always been a I wouldn't say a commodity city, but it's where like. Things are, yeah, kind of. You know, it's become a commodity. A lot of the stuff where a lot of like there is fire out there with product, but the stuff at the big stores or the big places or the names people are familiar with, they're just kind of average. You know, like even when we went out to to Cali, like I love what they've done with their career and their branding and they're growing. I'm sure they got a ton of fire, but like Jungle Boy just didn't blow my socks off. It was good, but everything that we had ourselves was on par, if not better. Yeah, so it was tough to be like. Whoa! But, but you know? that is where I'm starting to realize the difference is, is because it's like I I I realized this after with the second trip. Uh, my expectation has always been so high because I've bought in. I've bought into the hype, I, and 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 not and it's good hype. It's marketing, you know. I've bought oh, yeah. in. I've bought into that everything is fire. If you're paying this incredible amount of money, it's been vetted, it's been tried, it's been, you know, it's been through the regiment and and people are just raving for it. The reality is that's that's not how it works. Um if you've if you've been happy with a harvest at home, I can tell you right now that you have grown within the top Let's give a little margin here. Top twenty percent of we uh, of like the capability of product. You know what I mean? Like if I, I'll say like if you've had a good harvest at home, top twenty. Your harvest is within the top twenty percent of all greatness. Now, of course, there's going to be other variables out there that you know maybe you don't have your hands on those genetics. Maybe you know there, there's a few things. Sure, there's something late that's going to drop. But I'm I'm realizing that I have grown probably the greatest herb throughout the, that I will ever taste, you know, that I'll ever have. 
and it's not good it might get better in terms of like the the flavor at certain points or what it's giving me when and where i am in any particular given time there might be just and, and not might be there are particular cultivars that i haven't had yet or smokes if you will that'll give me something that i haven't had for a particular moment but when you start charging 80 dollars an eighth or what have you that's when you start losing the discussion because it's like oh okay this isn't wrapped in gold oh it doesn't do the dishes for me when i get home you know oh it you know what i mean like it's it's way overpriced well and that's where we criticize it higher that's, such, that's yeah, the, and it's that's well, it, that's stuff would that's have been it. good if it wasn't 55 dollars for the eighth you know like i would have had a totally different impression now they had another kind that wasn't as expensive which is great i'm sure it was decent but i wanted what everybody was getting you know and that's where i was going after same when we went to grab uh, xyz at the cookie shop i wanted what was hot and for that being the hottest stuff it's like who's saying it's hot this who's making because uh, in michigan here our market is dictated a lot on like word of mouth like we had a time where the whole market was flooded with pineapple train like the legacy market everybody had pineapple train wreck everybody had Godbud. everybody had black domino like the same stuff you know but nobody was mad about that and it was all fire and then it was just based on the price that was the only variation now everybody's got the same name but it's not fire everybody's got a sherb pie or a sherb cake or a sherb cream pie but it's never as fire is what we're doing at franklin fields it's something about hype be people feel like if i just get the name and the thing like you gotta actually have the follow through in the product the branding has to meet the product it has to meet in the middle and it's been hard i haven't found anything like that that's really smacked when on our travels you know um henshinger says in the chat i'm very passionate about this that's why it's like th this is something that means something to me because this is where the legal market is missing the mark because Henshinger uh, made a good point. That is black market prices in some places. You're absolutely right. But here's the thing. This is where the backwardness of the whole situation is applied. Because in, in the legacy market, in the black market, if you will, I can get, allegedly, Googled it and wikipedia it both in the same day. I can get a quad, this is how it's sold, as quad A, okay, A-A-A-A herb. On the legacy market for ninety dollars an ounce, right? So then you're you're thinking, wow, wow, quad A. And let's say you get into that source, like this is like old school that you end up purchasing. Maybe this is the guy downstairs or the guy across the street or whatever. This is your source, but it's legacy source. You're paying ninety dollars an ounce for great product. Let's say all of a sudden something comes around where it's like it's not quad A. And it and it's and it's and, and the price doesn't change, but your plug or your your source is like, okay, well, you know, it, it's it's not as slap as as that other one was, and it's the same price, but you know what I mean. You're more likely to buy that, and guess what? Even though you were told, you're probably going to enjoy it. You know what I mean? That's the backwardness of it because I feel like. On your your guy could have told you you know i've got a little bit less but he's been he's been pretty loyal this whole time he's built up a name for himself he's got or a reputation she. or she whatever uh, yeah i've got lots of female plugs but i'm just saying your guy your girl your plug has has built up a reputation so it's like when that bad comes around you're still more likely to give it the benefit of the doubt and pay the same price but on the legal market they're telling you it's amazing taking huge advantage of you in the price market 
and it's still being meh, not the other way around. You know what I mean? And I think if if the legal market would just level out its prices, like there's n the book has been written. There is an example already that's working, and that is the legacy market. It's working. It's working just fine. People won't even go to the legal market because the legacy market is so entrenched and so well, you know, oiled. So it's like you just need to compete. You just need to compete, but there is no competition when it comes well, to, to the legacy market. It's it's mm -mm. it's just weird because like again I see uh, I don't even remember who said it somewhere up here talking about Kyle Cushman says he still gets a thousand a zip and I know people who say these kind of things like we still get it's like can you sell four a year bud so let's not talk about what you can get from one guy who meets you once you know like these are these are factors there's people in the the commercial market who are like we're still getting twenty five hundred boats like are you well how many do you sell because on Leafling looks like you got a ton of old product bud so it's it. it you got to go with what the market wants, but who dictates the, dictate the market really is the the plug. You know, the main who takes person, dick in the market, the customer. Who takes dick in the market is is the plug most times, and I feel like the issue is it, it rolls downhill. But the consumer can decide if they want to deal with it or not. That's why I'm a big proponent of home growing. Like back when I was in the the legacy or caregiver market, we'll say I would put people on. I mean, Green Goblin, shout out to him. I was first person to bring him over clones and genetics for free when he was calling me up weekly to come bring shit over. I was like. Nah, dude, save some money. You could do this yourself. You're competent. Like I've always been that guy where I'm trying to put people on. I don't care. Like it's it's never been a long term thing. I saw somebody comment about um that I said that people who still grow and sell are idiots or something like that. No, I just said that at a certain point you gotta grow the fuck up and move on to another thing, man. You can't just always just be a, a street pusher. You need to either become the plugs plug or move on and graduate to the next thing because this is a short-term thing. I, I I like people monetizing their passion and their their hobbies, but I prefer people putting good product and caring about the plant first. That's my biggest thing. I don't like someone hiding shit behind a crazy paywall for a cut, $20,000 for genetics or something. Like I hate that shit. The plant shouldn't be so much for profit. Everything shouldn't be a 500% markup. Like even the sponsor conversations we had shouldn't always be about making 3000% markups on it. Like you want to be able to get the good word out there and still make your bills paid. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta have a balance, but it's a very cash flow, cash crop industry, whether it's home grow or commercial. Yeah. So, I mean, you can get good and bad experiences, uh, for very various reasons. You know, I think one of the reasons why it's just, it's overlooked as far as you can have a good harvest, you can have a, a dry that's on point. You can have a good cure, right? But from the actual grow operation to the dispensary and how the dispensary is storing that, they're losing terpenes, right? There's a loss of potency. There's a loss of quality happening from the grow op after they've done, you know, drying or curing to when it's actually being sold. And I think that's an area that's really overlooked. So you could get, uh, you could have a bad experience just because of that fact, you know? Well, yeah, versus the legacy, you're, you're usually, usually you're going right to the connection, the grower, you know, in, in the caregiver days or in the days of knowing the grower, not the middleman. So you're usually getting the best quality because it's really, really nice. Uh, you know, the thought process is your ego's attached to your product, you know, but once it leaves the commercial setting and it goes from the grow to the processing or to the dispensary, it exchanges hands and not everybody in these places are as passionate. It is dollars and cents. It is what's the most affordable way to con to control the product and, and keep it stored versus the best way, you know? And I feel like that's where you see like over 
with our place at um you know franklin fields obviously i'm a little biased but the botanical co what got me trey and wink to even like the place in the first place when they sponsored cltv when we started even dealing with them was going there and seeing the deli style and sea vaults with um they got integra packs and, and like everything is controlled they really care about everything their curing containers have the humidity right there on it like everything's very 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 tight like a caregiver would do and you don't see that a lot in the commercial space even in the legacy market nowadays i see a lot of stuff that people just don't care they really just want to get money man and that still i, I don't want to knock anybody's hustle but it just bothers me when you hide good product or when you hinder good product because you rather get the dollar it's like do something else man be more innovative because i want everybody to experience good product whether you're in prohibition state legal area countries that don't get it there's no reason why it should be so hard to have good genetics and good smoke because somebody's like no screw that i want 50 grand i popped 10 seeds and found one good cut or no screw that my name is this and i grow organically so it should be this amount it's like you would charge another human being that much money to consume good product something wrong with you bud i don't care what you want to value yourself as this is not cars this is not you know alcohol this is herb this is our plant you know maybe it's my old hippie side of me and for my, my grandma shout out rainbow but i don't know no, everybody deserves something. to smoke something good you're onto something and that's why you're starting to see companies like yours like the one that you're with and there's companies that i have seen you know there's a company out here called cypress craft and it's it's one of the it's it's there's something about this time where we've seen you know it's more than when when when, when this became legal there was a rush to the gate but who was able to rush to the gate people that had money because if you didn't have money you weren't getting in and if you had if you had networks and and connections that got you even farther so did those people know how to grow does money know how to grow does money if you have money does that mean you know how to grow of course it doesn't if you have connections does that mean you know how to grow of course it doesn't well those were the first people to the door and they were the first people to have opportunities to put up big multi-million dollar facilities with thousand square foot gardens and and they were the first ones to have the opportunity to push product to the people that system is now shifting because now mom and pop shops that worked on all their worked at saving their money and hiring their sisters and, and brothers and moms and dads so that they didn't have to hire and spend any more money than necessary so that they could compete so that it, they could do application fees so they, they can get the ridiculous amount of checks done so that they could pay the piper they needed to you know that's the reality of it now these people are starting to get into the system and they're starting to be able to compete but how are they competing not with money not with connections no. with good quality product imagine and that imagine that so it's like now you're starting to see and when we talk to people from vegas and this is where i started to see it where it's like there are people like chris from Sw swank genetics no connection to that guy whatsoever for the record other than i think he's a really cool guy hooked me up with some really good smoke when i was in vegas and man listening to him listening to you listening to matt these are people matt moon from from franklin fields listen to my guys from craft grow like i've i've heard it from people that are they don't care about the money yes of course it's important of course it pays the bills it keeps the lights on it allows them to pay their employees get the kept best nutrients keep the best genetics but it's not about the money it's about a great plant to get to the people to the masses doing the best thing possible and that's just grow it to its best potential and that's going to take over well, and it's like, I'm not going to throw 
to, to my NDA out there. But Franklin Field has been doing good for a long time. And why? Because we have good product and it's a fair rate. It's not too expensive. It's there, there's a difference between, you know, attaching your ego to a dollar and to a product. And I'd have to say our ego is very much attached to the product. So if it's not good, we're not happy. If it's good, we're happy, you know, and the dollar kind of is the measurement. You know what I'm saying? Because if people are purchasing it, well, then clearly it's good. And if they're coming back and they're repeat customers, then obviously it doesn't matter what it is. If you're selling steak or if you're selling herb or if you're selling flowers, no difference. If people are consuming it and coming back, it's good. And that's a nice, nice measuring point. Now, if you yourself don't enjoy it, then there's a problem there. Me, I'm consuming it all the time. So clearly I enjoy it. I spend more than I'd like to admit. You know, and you could ask the people at Boco, the fine crew there, they know They're like another Z Rob. I'm like, yes. And these ones were great deals. I got two and gave half to Trey because I'm a good friend. But the biggest factor in, in home grow or commercial grow is that passion because the profit can be there, but you have to initially have that passion because you can't get over this hump of market shifts, of uh, hype, of cost changing regulations. Uh, mental things, physical things, a lot of different stuff. But if you don't have that passion, don't even get into it. Don't think you're going to get in this for big, quick money because it's going to make you hate this plant. I know people who are leaving it constantly. I mean, there's big brands all throughout Michigan, all throughout the country. I mean, from here to California, even up in Canada, like Canopy, you know, they were in it for cash. And then when it's not doing, they slowly but surely start laying hundreds of people off and close doors here and close doors here because they're not passionate. It's just for the money. And if the business doesn't work, they're going to get out. But if they're passionate, they're going to pivot. They'll never quit it. You know, those are bars. You can write them down. That was good. I don't know was, where we I got was, it. We're just soaking it in. <laughs> we're just soaking it in. <laughs> soaking it in. Soaking it in. One yeah. of the things I don't here, know. Uh... The shed, I say this when I'm, in, when I'm at the counter. I swear to God. I sit there and I look and I'm like, I don't even know. It's good. Anything. Bro, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's I got plenty at home. Let it be known that I, like, I buy too. Like, I, like, we, when you, I've got a, le I have a legacy market to completely uh, support and, 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 and now, like, anoint, um, allegedly. Because it's like, again, this is, in my opinion, this is no different than a farmer's market. Now, Chris, again, you were going to talk, and Chris, uh, Rob, and I, in great, great fashion, we were able to cut you off. But, <laughs> but, but this, I, I just, <laughs> you should be able to buy at a great price, damn it. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, I hear you. And, and, and kind of going back to the dispense, I mean, Rob, you're lucky to work for a place and kind of see the behind the scenes of the operation, not only the dispensary side of things, but also the uh, grow up side of things. We've got K-pop here in the Twitch chat. For those of you guys that do not know, maybe you're tuning in on YouTube. We record these episodes live on Twitch every single week, every Thursday, twitch.tv slash from the stash. Come hang out with us sometime. But he says, oh boy, behind the dispensary scene, at, and behind the scenes of Dispose is ugly. And uh, I can imagine, I, I, f I feel like I've been to like so many dispensaries, I man, countless number of dispensaries over the years. And you can kind of tell when you walk in and just see the staff and how they're operating and kind of get a glimpse of whether or not they have, they have their crap together, right? One of my favorite places here in Las Vegas, for those of you who uh, are in the area, I like the Source Dispensary. I don't remember if we went to that when you guys were here or not. Actually, there were, it was right against, right uh, next to that um, that sub shop we went to, right? 
I remember the sub shop, the fire. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were gonna. That was gonna be our studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember, guys. but I don't remember the dispo. You walk in there, and I mean, they had they have their crap together. They are. Uh, well, first of all, it's temperature controlled in there, which is, I think, a thing that if you're going to a dispensary that's not temperature controlled, where they're not storing their product in a lower temperature than room temperature, I would choose a different dispensary because you might taste a lot of stuff coming out of there that's real bland because a lot of the um, a lot of terpenes have kind of volatized off it just due to poor storage conditions, which I talked about earlier. But yeah, when you walk in there and see that they've got shit together, they are. Um, you know, very knowledgeable, seem like they know what they're talking about. Um, you can see their organization, um, how things flow around the dispenser. You can kind of see uh, there and kind of get a glimpse. I mean, things could be a wall behind the scenes, right? But uh, you can get a good picture of uh, the storefront, if that's looking pretty good, how the back room is looking. Um, I know it doesn't really, in some areas, it doesn't connect to the grow. Uh, I know here it doesn't. Some other states, they do require it to connect to the grow, the dispensary and the grow. Um, so kind of the transportation from the grow to the dispensary is kind of up in there. But um, yeah, you could find operations where they are connected and that could actually help with uh, with the storage and stuff. But yeah, behind the scenes, uh, I know that there can be a lot of ugly things happening at dispos there. Oh, I yeah. couldn't it's always imagine. Margins, margins, margins. Well, you got to think too. like. What what's unfortunate is like it's either the dispo that's where product goes to die, or <laughs> that's where product goes to move. Like I'm not joking. Well, yeah, it's like if they don't care if it, like if they don't care, then all that effort, all those things we talk about up as a grower, you know, nail in the veg, nail in the flour, nail in the dry, nail in the cure, nail in you know right up to the toke, but wait. There's one more step in between that now. It's it's the, the the distribution of your product going to the dispo. So your product might sit so you you harvested a few few pounds. Your heart your product, I, I don't know what I don't know. I've never supplied a dispo before, so I don't know how much you move, but I'm just thinking like you gotta think how much of that is getting moved, when, and how long is it sitting there for? Because if it does have to sit there for any particular time. Or if they don't care about the the temperature of their their store, how their 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 employees are handling the product, your product went there to die, and that yeah. is on. And then guess who holds the name on that product responsible? Us. That was boof. You know what I mean? You know, it's like that sucked. That stuff was horrible. And who do we blame? Not the dispo name, not the well, name like of not canopy. You know what I mean? So it's like that, and that's that's the same with that's in my opinion that's kind of like cookies, but then also the opposite. Guy who's built a name as a brand or a brand name distributing the herb, either can have a good name based on the quality of the product that he's distributing, or the opposite. The quality of the product could be horrible based on how his company's handling the product. So well, like that's where sticky. Well, a lot of companies just follow regulation. So like for here we have the CRA, regulation. And um, essentially, none of them are legally allowed to consume, you know, so they don't know anything about the product, but they make these harsh restrictions. And some of them, you know, are logical. Most of them aren't. But most dispos just only follow the guidelines and that's it. So like, hey, I'm following all the guidelines. 
you know, but those of us who know good product, we know it needs to be taken care of properly. Luckily, again, with us being vertically integrated with Franklin Fields, we've got, we bring it right from the grow to our store. You know what I'm saying? But then third party stuff we'll get. And when it's bulk, it's good. But when it's prepacked, a lot of time it'll be mid and it's old. And instead of like in the game, for some reason, there's A buds and B buds or smalls. Like, I don't know what the hell that even, why that's a thing. Because buds are buds are buds. Shake is a different story, you know, or trim. But don't know why it's a thing. But you'll have some places who are just buy small buds and put them out as top shelf ones and they'll be old or they'll get sun grown and they don't say it's sun grown or outdoor and they don't say it's that. And then those are those like high neighbors saying uh, over here on Twitch, those are those $40 ease. There's billboards all around. I mean, we saw in Vegas, they were saying half Z's, so they're still getting their cash here. It's full Z's, 60 bucks, 40 bucks billboards. Just say that. And you go there and it's the most trash. I've got stuff. I think I gave away <laughs> to somebody. As, I use it as prop stuff just to show like, look how bad this is. Literally, it's that bad. But some people don't care. You know, they don't they don't mind. But I legit would rather have some sh- straight ship from Mexico and Texas that has been dipped in all sorts of other crazy stuff than that stuff. It's horrible because then it's keeping that market afloat of people who are, are hurting the craft growers, whether it be home grower or commercial, because they're saying, hey, man, I'm getting Z's for 50 bucks, 60 bucks. It's like, yeah, but it's horrible quality. Just like saying I'm getting thousand dollars a Z in the street. Like, OK, cool. But you get selling it to one person. Like you can say these facts. These are facts are facts are facts. I could be like, I get a pound of plant. Yeah. Cause I've pulled one plant that did a pound. Doesn't mean I always do it, but it's a fact. Yeah. I can grow a pound plant. You know, it's like, you got to get real specific. And in this market, everybody flexes. Everybody's a big internet flexer, a big leaf link flexer, a big, Oh, I got this. I do this. We're moving this, this, and this, but numbers don't lie, man. You can flex as much as you want, but we got companies like green pink or green pink, green peak their name is who came here and essentially took over all the mom and pop shops, but then also borrowed $150 million from some of your people out in Canada P and can't go belly up on it because we're not federally legal. So they can't go bankrupt. So now they're closing this and closing that and closing this. It's like, well, <sighs> karma's up. One moment they were flexing like they were the biggest and best. And now they're shutting every place down. And well, everybody likes to stunt, but good marketing, good marketing, right? And and good guys, don't book product. Don't believe him. My shoes are actually thirteen. Okay, <laughs> we don't all flex. Um, but you, no, you're 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 right. That's the thing. Good marketing wouldn't. You know, I, there's no way I would be like, uh, hey, you know, my business is doing mediocre. Come buy from me. You know, it's like, no, I'm the. Sh- I need you to. I need you to buy some stuff, right? So it's like, there's a fine line. There's a fine line between. You know, a good marketing and just trying to dig yourself out of a out of a barrel or out of a hole. Yeah, that's really it. I mean, sad but true, man. Marketing. This is where I said before: if if the industry and it's getting there, man, I'm really happy. I'm working in it. Whether it drives me crazy, pushes my hairline back, and lowers my life expectancy a year every day, I'm happy that I'm starting to dictate a little bit of stuff. Again, even not getting the credit or respect for it, but. Changing some of the game here in Michigan, making people who are our competitors all of a sudden step their game up because we're doing stuff differently. Getting rid of products that people thought were kosher and like, oh, yeah, let's do this, this, and this. They're not. It's dog. And as soon as we started showing that, people imitate success. So the more you could become a trend center by doing the trend center, I've been smoking a lot today, obviously. And uh, no, you, right thing, you, you can uh, really help 
indicate where this industry market go, you know, for your local area or on a macro side, but you have to just be putting the best foot forward. And I'm the most vocal, critical douchebag that I know. And I will preach from the mountaintops how bad products are and how good they are as well. And whether it's a home grow, whether it's getting, you know, genetics from somebody or it's going to a dispo, going to get called out. So I hope that everybody does better stuff. Are you the owner of prices to $40 and oh, like that other guy? We got, we got shake Z's that are just all shake that still smoke better than that for that price. But I don't know. When I started, I, we may have to cut this out, Jesse, but when I started, it was in my pitch deck to the company. If we could drop, there were 230 an ounce in the store. I said, if we can get these down to 120 to 125, we get eights to 15 to 20 a piece. Our volume will increase. Our margins may be a little lower, but it's going to make that volume increase with that margin will offset and we'll be crushing it. Well, lo and behold, six months later, what are we doing? We can't keep product in the mother store because that's just how it goes. Same with our joints. Wholesale, we were selling them at this rate. I said, we got to drop it down to this. We can't be, we're not going to compete. We did that. And I'm not trying to say as an ego thing, it's as a consumer and as of somebody who knows sales and marketing, we did that. They're crushing it. And then we see our competitors slowly but surely have to do that too. The ones who got dookie product. They have to tell people it's dookie product. They can't just lie and be like, oh, this is it's still good. It's like, say it's sun-grown because we're going to call you out and we're going to undercut you then. We'll, we'll lose money on this deal to make sure that you don't ruin a good name, you know, a good product and a good dispensary. But I think that's where it takes time to, to navigate the industry and it takes time to convince those who are just looking at profit loss statements and who aren't consumers and who are just the investors and shit that these things make for business. That this is how you make money, that this is how you cash crop as you do the right thing in this space. Because we're a community driven industry. We're not an industry driven community. You know what I'm saying? So if people don't cater to that community, well, you ain't gonna make it in the industry. I got fucking bars today. Man, it's, it, it's plenty <laughs> man of I'm so curious to know. I, what a conversation. We're talking about a lot of good and bad experiences we've had here. Uh, it, for those tuning in, watching on YouTube, Comment down below. Let us know some good experiences you've had or some bad experiences you've had. I love reading through the comments and just seeing like all different things, you know? Um, yeah. You're, comment. You're right. We spend a lot of time down there, so don't hesitate to comment. And don't forget, we record these episodes, as Chris said earlier, every single Thursday live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash from the stash. Also, go check the latest merch. If you go to stash merch dot com you can see everything that we have to offer including some new designs by the time that you see this vidya anyways so guys that's pretty wicked conversation wink thank you for everything uh quick smoke session after this if you're watching here on twitch but on youtube if you're watching we're out of here i'm pigeons that's mr grow it thank you rob and wink you're the man brother peace